Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. I feel like this anniversary that's quickly approaching for being in a global pandemic is hitting me really hard. I... I read this article the other day. This has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about, but I read this article the other day about our literal, like the shapes of our brains are changing because of the pandemic and quarantine. And with so many levers being turned off for what we need to think about, predict, plan, strategize, whatever, account for, but so many different levers being turned on in the sense of needing to survive and keep people safe and plan for food shortages or whatever it might be, our brains are literally like they're becoming smooth instead of bumpy. And so part of the article is about like how adaptive are humans, right? Like how incredible is that? And then the other half is like, okay, so that makes me confident that as things begin to change, quote unquote, back to what we we're used to, our brains will adapt and I can trust in that process. But what are the effects going to be? And how are things going to be different? And how long is that transition going to take mentally for so many of us? It's wild. Well, to reassure you, I have been told by my therapist, (laughs) (laughs) but also, you know, she's been reading a lot about the effects of all of this on our brain and behavior and all that. And she told me, and I'll tell all of you that while it does feel like we've been doing this thing forever at this point, and those changes are occurring in the brain, it is also not quite long enough for there to be the quote risk of it like permanent, permanent effects. Impacting. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's not necessarily a permanent thing. It doesn't mean we're not going to struggle. It doesn't mean we won't have trauma around it. It doesn't mean all that other stuff. But I just wanted to just give you all a breather and just think for a second about the fact that you've been running, likely running a business for the last year in the midst of one of the craziest years I think any of us will ever go through especially with such a collective experience, you know, most of the time we we all have crazy years and things we don't necessarily want to relive, but usually that's an isolated incident. Mm -hmm. And to be going through something with so many other people is just such a unique experience. And I know for us running a business in the midst of all this has been the most surprising thing I think maybe ever happened. Yeah. Because March 2020 was pretty much the scaredest I've ever been running our business. And a year later, I'm more confident than ever that we will continue to grow through it. I mean, I remember last March, I mean, you and I would talk multiple times. It's not that we don't talk now and then after, but like, and we've shared here on the podcast how we, you know, used to have a lot of, and this is even before pandemic life, but like a lot of in-person meetings or we would talk. And then we like kind of like we're able to phase out of that because we like have how our schedules and our roles were different. But last March, it was multiple phone conversations a day, just kind of like sitting on the phone, sometimes not even talking, just being like, what decision needs to be made right now? And then in an hour, that decision might need to be different because things were changing that quickly for everyone. 
Right. Right. Totally. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't want to go <laughs> well, back there. I never want to do that again. Girl, me neither. <laughs> what I can tell you, though, is that now that we've been in this a while, I do know there will always be unpredictability. There will always be things happening in the world that creates a direct effect on how you run your business. And we can't be like ignorant to all of those things. However, I do think there are things that are working now that will continue to work into the future. And, you know, people have called it the digital shift or like the digital pivot where we saw all of these businesses that historically you know, the online business world has really previously been only a portion. Mm -hmm. Okay. And now we're seeing that if you are not online, that you are going away, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you're just Mm -hmm. not surviving the times. And so I kind of feel like we're like grandmas in this industry, <laughs> like we've been doing this. So, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, the internet is really not that old. We're what? Are, it's been around 20, 25 years. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. Something like that. Boss Project has existed for six of that. I mean, this I summer know. though. Okay. Here's the crazy thing this summer. And I'm going to try to find like the email or the printout, you know, I won't be able to find it, but I'm going to try to this summer will mark my 10th year anniversary of having an LLC. That's crazy. Wild. Wild. Mm -hmm. So with all of that being said, I know that we have very strategically decided to invest in certain areas of our business because Emily and I are perhaps one of the most I wouldn't say cheap because we're not cheap, <laughs> but we, and I think this has been my influence on Emily, but oh, like 100%. when we started our business, Emily was like, buy all the things yep. to make my business work, make yep. it easy, keep it easy. And I was like, how can we hack it? How can we save money? How can we do this thing without investing in this thing? Like, I'm sure there's a way we can make this work without XYZ thing. We quote unquote, bootstrap the shit out of our business in the very beginning. And I think the interesting thing is we are at a point now where logistically, time-wise, whatever, there's just so many cogs in this machine that Emily and I cannot possibly do all the things. And we've been hiring people for a while to help us with you know, managing that. But I think it really hit me this year that There are things I should never touch and don't need to. Emily's like, I knew this forever ago. (laughs) Um, But I've been trying to get you to delegate for years. But I'm finally coming around the mountain, you know, and I still struggle with the like not necessarily seeing everything because at this point, I am at least a full year and a half in the certain portions of our business. I haven't seen or touched at all in a very long time. And while I could probably figure out where something exists, I haven't like approved it, you know, which is a little scary that like I'm putting my name on things I have never (laughs) seen before and like literally signing my name to them. But I don't know. We have talked about a couple of times a couple areas of our business that we have invested in. And I want to talk about how that ultimately has affected profit and how we're looking at profit and like why things are just incredibly different than they were a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys remember, (laughs) let me recap again. If you're new, we started sharing more about our profit journey and our goal to a 30% profit year in late 2019. And that might be a completely different profit margin than what you have or what your goal is. The actual percentage doesn't matter. The conversation that we were having changed though from quote unquote, income reports where we're like, this is how much money we made last month or whatever 
or in this launch to how much money did we keep? Because our mental headspace started to get a little wayward for a year or so. And only we were only focused on making more, making more, making more, but we weren't following it up with, well, how are we going to keep more of it? And if we're working this hard to make more, what's the point if you don't get to keep it? And then hire on or treat your team or treat yourself or upgrade your equipment or whatever it might be. If none of those like bonus things get to happen, literally what is the point? And so we reevaluated in 2019, started sharing with you guys more about percentages of our profits and expenses and decisions that are made behind the scenes. So that carried us through the end of 2019 into 2020 because we did have some goals we wanted to reach first, some stuff we kind of want to clean up, some savings we wanted to have, like just a bunch of check marks that we wanted to reach. Well, then as we have, you probably have realized by now, like once the initial, you know, set of goals are reached, you, you reevaluate, right? Those goals aren't necessarily going to be the same year after year after year if it doesn't make sense. And I think that's one of the things that took us not the longest to learn, but the longest to be like, oh, we don't have to hang on to this goal forever. Like you can reach it and then change it because circumstances change. And so we did that this year. Yeah. So going into 2020, I specifically said to Emily, okay, based on our growth, not that 30% profits wouldn't be freaking amazing, but if we're talking about the kind of growth we're talking about and having the kind of team we're talking about, do we really need that much leftover? Could we put less pressure on ourselves if there wasn't this like artificial threshold? I think there's still a dollar amount we're searching for and like know what we're trying to accomplish. And obviously we want to make more, who doesn't, you know, but like, we're both so comfortable that we've kind of reached this new threshold of like, okay, well we have a big chunk in savings. If not that another pandemic is happening, but if something were to hit the fan, I think we are way, way, way better equipped to manage something like that. We have savings to pay our team for several months. We have savings to invest in ads or throttle it or whatever. Like that's there and it's sitting in the business and it's waiting for us if we need it. But I also think we have some like fun, exciting goals that we're trying to reach with the shop. And both of us are okay with and ready for If we could keep our income about the same, we're okay with dropping our profit on a temporary basis with the hope and, you know, the intention behind growing the shop. And so we've been investing in a couple of things that are, we're very hopeful we'll have a very direct ROI. And if those things don't happen, we have the measures in place to cut them, even if that is scary, even if it is scary to do after you've invested. But I think the way I'm looking at it now compared to, I feel like I have to back up all the way to 2018, which sounds like a gajillion years ago. But I remember in 2018... Was it 2018? 2019. I don't know. It's kind of a little blur at this point. I think both of us had this mentality several years ago that we were not capable of getting our business to the next level. And we needed someone to coach or guide us on how to do those things and how to get there. And so we spent so much money, so much money on a coach on a, I wouldn't say on a whim, like it was a calculated decision at the time. But like looking back, we couldn't afford the amount we spent at all. And I think there was a lot of peer pressure around it, which is just so shitty, guys. Like, please don't put pressure on your 
friends in this well, business. That's they- not even fair to say. I think peer pressure is completely fabricated in your own mind. No, no, no. I like agree. They weren't doing it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know. I think sometimes we see what our friends in the industry are doing and feel this like need to be like them. Bless and release. (laughs) I just don't have that feeling at all anymore. And so now it's funny looking at the amount where I say we're investing or like putting at risk. It is like minuscule in comparison. A third of the cost that we spent. And I think what's even funny is if you want to go like like through not line items, but like categories of expenses from 2018 and then 2019 and then 2020. I remember like distinctly when we were still having like monthly or every other month calls with Parker, like 2018, like our education bucket was like ginormous. And here's what we're spending per month on education, which is great. And then we like skirted the brakes and we're like, wait, 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 wait. And so 2019, it drastically dropped down in 2020. I think for the entire year, it was like maybe two grand. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was a big shift, but it's just interesting because we're walking this weird line where I'm like, I feel like I've been here before. I feel like I've done this before. And when I did it before, we weren't ready. Right. And so there's still a part of me that's like, ooh, I don't know, like growing our team, adding people as line items that are big expenses. (laughs) Are we ready? Can we support it? Mm -hmm. This is what our overall revenue needs to look like to support that kind of team. Mm -hmm. It's one of those like weird lines where you have to decide how long can you wait to know? You know? Yeah, because, you know, I think in the dream world, everyone's like, you know, immediately or you you give them these goals and if they don't reach them, that's it. And that's, it's part of it. But also like, you have to wait to see results to be able to gauge like what is realistic. And there are some gambles you take in your business that don't show themselves day one, week one, month one. They just don't. There are things that are, I think it's absolutely unrealistic to expect that type of result. And there's still the boundary of regardless of if, you know, our company, our business, like feels bigger in our head, we are tiny still, tiny, tiny team, tiny revenue, tiny everything in comparison to like businesses, right? And companies. Well, Yes, but I saw a stat the other day and it kind of made me want to puke. I'm not going to get into what, how much money our business makes because it's not important. But for you, Emily, (laughs) only 1.7% of small businesses make as much money or more than us. Like, are they counting small business like because of employees? No. There's like income caps and employees and there's like several things that weigh into it. But the tipping point is unfortunately so big. Right. And I so think that's like, what I mean. I feel like that because the, the tipping point going into like the next level is that's why I still feel like we're just so micro. But I mean, I get what you're saying. But still, what I mean is I think and because I had this assumption too, and it's definitely gotten less jaded over the years of learning more about our industry, but also just how different business industries work. I just kind of always imagine that like when you're in a big company or whatever, like there's this like pot of cash that's just always there and you have it. And that's what makes business owners comfortable to hire and invest and, and go on. No, they run out of it all the time. Literally run out of it all of the time. And so (laughs) I think like I had to change my headspace. Again, this goes back to like money talks that we've had for years that we grew up with where there were times in my life for like decades in my life where we lived paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. I have like family members who still live like that who were like, we've had like cars repossessed, bankruptcy filed, 
we've had to move because we can't afford to stay there anymore. We've had utilities shut off, like all of the things, right? There's, I've lived in that life for a very long time. And so I went from the headspace of, I never want to live paycheck to paycheck ever again. I also don't want to run a business that quote unquote lives paycheck to paycheck. So I think both you and I had that mentality of, yeah, we don't want that. We don't like that. We don't want that. That messes with our headspace. But it's not necessarily normal. <laughs> it's very bizarre, but you're right. There's a lot of business owners that are living in this like feast or famine, like up and down, left and right. That's why they're having these crazy launches and then months of no income or giant losses right. following the right. big month. And we fell in Which the same trap. We've totally done it for sure. And we also have taken bigger risks in the past, which it's bizarre because we've talked about the dad bod and like <laughs> why we seek. This is my, this, like, my favorite silliest analogy I've ever made about why this. We have this like super secure relationship with our business and blah, blah, blah. But just for perspective, we haven't had this sounds crazy to say out loud. We haven't had a month as large as our biggest launch. And like, I want to say like three, it's been like over three years. However, our revenue has grown every year. But that's just to illustrate that instead of taking this like big amount all at once, and then like struggle bussing through the rest of the year, we have created this like very like, linear with a slight up <laughs> portion. And that is not necessarily normal. But it's what makes us both feel good. And so to have a month like we did in February, like I think there's part of me that's just like, are we are we making the same mistakes? But I, I also am so certain that I've like said out loud a million times to you what needs to happen. And if it doesn't happen in 30 days, that we have to hold each other to it. Well, and because I want to just get the elephant out in the room. Spoiler alert. We had a loss in February. That's what we're like alluding to. That's where we're addressing. And I think why I'm lingering so long in this like mental headspace, part of it is because I'm like, I'm kind of processing as I'm talking out loud about our circumstances, but it it's taken a lot, honestly, for both of us to, to really, truly realize like that a business and their finances are completely different from your personal finances. And they aren't, and I think I'm like realizing this as I'm saying it out loud, they aren't a direct reflection of like how you manage money as a person. And I think like when we had a business loss before, I took that as a direct, like, then I'm not good at managing money. And while some of that might be true, in some of the decisions we made, it's not, it's not the same thing as like, no, because I knew I, I could have told you a week into the month that what was going to happen. Right, right. And so it was all very predicted. And, and like, in a way we chose some of it. Well, there are businesses that choose to have a loss every month for years. Want to learn exactly step-by-step step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. 
When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. It's called cash burn. We've talked about it before. It stresses me out, but it's a thing. <laughs> so Emily, I've said this out loud to no one but my husband. And I still can't. But like you saying that makes me realize that like, if I don't admit it out loud, then it's never going to feel true for me. But I became a millionaire last year. and. That wouldn't be possible if I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> and there's a, like a whole bunch of stuff that goes into that. But it, it's just, anyway, some of the risks we ultimately took, um, there's a couple things that went into it. The first thing I want to talk about is advertising. For those of you who have followed for a while, we've taken a very conservative approach to advertising and in general, shoot to have 25 to 30% of our revenue go towards ads. But I knew what our budget was and like what our goal is revenue wise and what our business needs to create to support the team we're building. And with that in mind, we have not been spending enough to make enough to support those things. And so it was an interesting conversation to have with our ads team about like, I know you're conservative, however. <laughs> and so we really upped the budget on the ad side this month. And the part that's really hard is you, there's no guarantees that it's going to work when you do it. And like, not that we weren't like throttling results, but some of it, you just have to wait a week or two, be willing to spend it and see. And so we waited a full 30 days on a lot of these things. And some of the stuff that didn't work, we're in the process right now of rebuilding with a new plan. And I don't, I explained this to Emily as an, a concept a couple weeks ago, but I want to talk about it with you guys briefly. The difference between ROAS or ROA and ROI. Okay. Um, ROAS is return on ad spend and ROI is return on investment. So ROA is your immediate return. A lot of people look at it within a seven or a 30 day time span of the moment you give Facebook or whoever the advertiser is your money. How quickly are you getting money back? 
ROI is your long term. It's based on the knowledge I have today, based on the lifetime value I know of for a customer, or based on how much I know a product should bring in because of payment plans or because of all these other factors. What is the ultimate return I get by bringing in the customer, right? So the biggest difference between January and February, besides our ad spend increase was our ROAS amount. Because in January, we saw 1.3, 1.4 ROAS, which means for every dollar we put in, we got an immediate $1.40 back. But when you started looking at, say, just the shop, for instance, this isn't necessarily the whole business, but just the shop, our ROAS for for February, you put a dollar in, we were only getting 40 cents back. And for a lot of people, that would be utterly terrifying. And there's definitely a part of me that was like, oh, can we, can we support that much of a dip? I mean, questioning and running reports and talking to my ads team and figuring out what the next phase is for sure. But when I was looking at ROI, our ROI actually went up from one month to the next, which means we will make more long-term on what we spent in February. It's just less upfront. But these are the conversations that we now know to have early and often because we let it go in 2018, 2019 too long. We weren't making, if we put a dollar in, we were making 50 cents or 20 cents or whatever. It doesn't matter the amount, but we weren't making the full dollar back. We were going to make that full dollar within three months or six months or whatever, but we were still putting out the dollars, but not making it back fast enough. And we ran out of cash. Yeah. And so we had to learn the hard way what cash flow did for our business. Now I'm very hyper aware. And in a lot of ways, I do think we have, you know, put our business like in a different gear. We've throttled it down. Like we are not growing as fast as we could, but we're doing it safer. We're doing it with the seatbelt on kind of thing. Like it's, it's very much an intentional well, because, decision. And I want to explain that for a second because... When we say, okay, yeah, we're not growing as fast as we could, quote unquote, could, if we decided to throw all the money on ads and we like didn't make it all back initially and we had low cash or we spent all of our cash or whatever, what that would mean is we could continue to do that, but we'd have to let go of some members of our team or we'd have to pay ourselves less or we'd have to, like there would be direct consequences to those choices. Those are not like consequences that we want to have right now. And so like, there are some people who choose to like, not have any team or not pay themselves that much. That's the biggest, like, honestly, hidden secret that you guys don't know. So many many people not paying themselves very well. Do not pay themselves either at all or very, very, very little amount. And that has a huge impact in the money that they can then put into their business to grow to either see faster growth or just like bigger blips, but maybe it's not long-term. That's just not the type of business we run or want to run. Yeah. It's a different choice and I'm okay with it. Um, Because even though we have savings and we are at the point where we can burn a little bit, the difference is some people will burn so quickly, they will choose the loss, like we're talking about month over month over month, knowing six months or a year or two years down the line, it'll be XYZ thing. I'm okay with burning cash if it means a little bit less profit, but I still want to remain profitable. And that is not I wouldn't say that's not normal, but I wouldn't say that's a typical behavior for an entrepreneur to have. Right. Or want. Right. But the flip side of this then is I can make choices like that in my side business because I don't need, I'm putting that in air quotes, I don't need that profit right now and personally. And so it would be like, okay, do we want some extra cash? then I'm going to like knock down all my expenses for that side business for this month or whatever. If we like, we just had to replace our entire HVAC system. Ugh. 
it was so expensive. We like we had the money. It was great. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy that we're in that position, but I do like to build that back up. Okay. So it's like, well, then maybe I won't make these quote unquote investment decisions in my side business for the next like month or two to just like get in some cash, rebuild that back up. Okay. We feel better. And then I might go back to like investing and burning that cash because I know it's going to pay off because I'm making smart business decisions, but we don't need that profit right now. Well, and the big difference between your business and like, quote unquote, investments in Boss Project, we could invest in coaching, we could invest in education, we could invest in more expensive software, or like different systems or whatever. But the majority of what we are playing with in terms of budget is the amount we're spending on our team and the amount we're investing in ads. And those are like the two kind of level levers we're pulling. In your business, I see a lot of it is experimentation and like creativity. And so you might try new materials or like a new way to make something like if you don't have a Glowforge within a couple of months, I would be shocked. <laughs> I've almost bought one, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I probably won't I get one. want one so that I want you to have one. So the like two times a year I want to make well, there's someone we know. Well, I know, but I'll introduce you. She's in Lee Summon. She has one. She says I can use hers. So oh, yeah. we have a connection. Actually, my, my other friend Emily has one too. Anyway, oh, yeah, sorry. Does. This is now a but, craft podcast. It's now a craft <laughs> podcast. But those decisions are just inherently different because you're investing in your product versus we're talking about investing in marketing, essentially. I mean, I know team isn't necessarily, but like at this point, unless there's a return there, I'm not spending more dollars on people. You know what I mean? No. And yeah, there's a lot of return that our current team does bring back. But yeah, we're very careful about that right now. Yeah. So just to look at the breakdown, the shop is not surprisingly in first place at 52% of our income for the month. Do you guys remember this time last year when we were like, oh, wow, the shop's like doing better than we thought. Maybe it'll be like 20% or like 30%. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is just an example, a pure example to me of you shift based on the information you have today. Because while the shop is our biggest piece of our business, because it's getting more emphasis, there are parts of our business that are smaller than they used to be. And not like not just in percentage, but in total dollars, because we're not putting the time or attention there. So just because something takes off doesn't mean you also won't let something go in the process. Well, that's how we look at our stuff is like, okay, if the shop is bringing in 52% of our revenue, it's going to get 52% or more of our time. Oh, and it's probably going to get 89%. (laughs) Yeah, like it's for sure the main thing I think about on a day-to-day is the shop, 100%. Not that I don't love our Strategy Academy students because they're freaking amazing. We we spend time with them every single month. So our last call was fire. So good. So like, I feel like our calls just get better with age. And I don't know if it's just that I have more opinions (laughs) Or that the participation has been up or what. But SA or Strategy Academy brought in 21% of our revenue in February. Which I think it will probably stay about that for a hot minute. Now, one of the big changes we made this year was on our affiliate and sponsorship income. And I'm not going to get too into the weeds of this because I feel like we've spent a lot of time talking about other things today. But I think one of the interesting things that we've done, so when we first started with affiliate income, our main goal across the board 
was how can we be an affiliate for the things we're using so that we don't have to pay for the things we're using? And I think as we've grown, that has shifted. And now, not that we don't want that, because I mean, that's just great. And there's definitely a part of me that's like, well, we didn't get an affiliate for this. So why are we paying these people? (laughs) But I do think we have intentionally been an affiliate for less companies. And so we're not spreading ourselves out as much. And because of that, certain ones are definitely growing more than others. It's just a different strategy. And not and I don't think for I don't think it's for everyone. Because and I say that because we've had a very, very interesting year. So year to date, year to date, keep in mind January or not January, Q1 is historically our smallest quarter and Q4 is our biggest quarter. Now we haven't finished out the month, so I'm not totally sure where we'll land, but we are year to date at 95% of what we were in Q4, which if that's any indication for the kind of growth we're going to have, that's just crazy to me. That's wild. So also in comparison So if you take out affiliate and sponsorship income and just look at our product sales, we have spent less time promoting other companies this year. And in Q1, our individual product sales are up over 30% over this time last year, which what that really is illustrating to me is that when we give less of our time to other people and focus more internally, that we have a big power to grow. And so I think moving forward, we will continue to be affiliates for a couple of companies, but I don't expect it to be for everybody and their mama. Well, Um, it wasn't even that it was necessarily for everybody, but we were like actively throughout the year being like, okay, how can we do a launch with you? And how can we do a promotion with you? And how can we do it? And it's just like this year, it's like, "Eh, we're going to do like one. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that's been a really helpful shift because it has allowed us to focus more and not take that time away from our own product growth. But affiliates still did bring in 10% of our revenue in February. And the interesting part is we did have, and this is the part that I know Emily said we had a loss and that's true on paper, but we had an affiliate promotion that we got paid for in March. And so that will go on our March books and it'll be this big spike which is amazing. But it was for work Um, we did in February. But it's for work we did in February. And so normally on our products, our own products, you see that return immediately. For affiliates, it just depends on how they their pay schedule. We are lucky enough to have some great relationships for a lot of them we get paid right away. But on other ones, we are net 30 or net 60, which is a really large delay on when we get our dollars for that. So the fourth category, which will not be surprising to anyone, was Trello at 9%. So moving on to expenses, I already alluded to this, but our ads cost went up, but we chose them to go up. So we spent on average about half of what we kept projecting we should be spending. And so we didn't even hit the total we should be spending. But the part that hurt us, again, was the ROAS because the ROAS was so low, even though the ROI is there. So this is the frustrating part where it's like, this is a direct effect on cash flow. And I'm not mad about it. But I'm also like, what's the medium version of like what we were at to where we're going? And so we're working with ads actively on getting there. But our ads were 37% of our total income, the spend was, which means our cost of goods sold 
with fees and all the other stuff um, was 42%. So that's a lot to just take off the top. Our next biggest category where we spent money was on team. And our team is where we, we have two specific things that we have been investing in in Q1 that we haven't necessarily seen the return yet on because we're just at the beginning phases of these things. We've talked about it before, but I'll say it again. We're, we've been investing in social and SEO, and those are both, I wouldn't say they're long plays. SEO is for sure a way longer play than social, but social, we had a lot of like, ramp up time before active management started happening. And so we're kind of in this like, well, we spent the money, but it hasn't happened yet. So like, we got to wait and see, but we're kind of testing the waters there for what makes sense. There was one team expense that like when I was doing all my projections, I didn't count for. And Emily's gonna be like, oh, brother. Because it's Emily's favorite thing in the world. We had to pay for our accountant to file our taxes. Oh. <laughs> so it, it's a once a year expense mm-hmm. for us. Well, but I forgot to we're heading it. into this season of actually a lot of once a year expenses for us. So we should probably take a look at our stuff because this spring is when like website renews and softwares we have renew and like all that kind of stuff happens. So we had a slew of, uh, of URLs renewal and a lot of them are on a two year basis. So we were, I think we chucked $250 at GoDaddy and said, whatever. (laughs) It's fine. No, I mean, for sure. For sure, when we were at a smaller scale, when software renews, if we weren't prepared for it, that could have a huge impact. Huge. Um, Not so much now, because it's just such a small percentage of our overall budget. But previously, it was not. Previously, it was a big part of our budget. I have that in big, bold letters on my P&L for my side business, because... You know, a $400 annual website renewal or whatever it might be is like a lot when you're tiny. Right, for sure. So definitely keep tabs on that. And while it's 100%, like 98% of the time, it's cheaper to pay annual surprises are not cheap. So like, (laughs) and don't make, don't make all, if you're going to do annual, if you can try to like space them out for like a couple of months and not like do your email, your website, your lead pages, your software, your this, that, or the other all in the same month on annual. Yeah. 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 And so there has been, you know, when we were smaller, there was a time where we would do, we would do month to month for a couple months yeah. and then switch it to annual. Yeah. No shame in that no. game, friends. Or email no them. I've done this before too. Email them and ask them to change your date. Yeah. Like if you're on a trial, say, can I get two more weeks or can I get a, another 30 days? I'm still trying to figure it out. You'd be surprised a lot of, especially if you're not like actively using it yet, they'll work with you on yeah. that. Squarespace lets you do like a six month trial if you ask them. So. Oh yeah. And I, we're on... Because I've made so many websites, I'm technically considered a developer. (laughs) So I think I can, I think I can have a site just like sitting there off for like a year or something crazy. So our third biggest expense was payroll, which is, I I need to make sure the lady gets fed. So I I need my burritos and coffee. Uh, burritos are life. I have not been to Chipotle in forever, oh. though. The pandemic has hit me hard in this we, area. We just post-made it. Oh. Often. No. We eat more frozen pizza than I care to. I, I stopped cooking this time last year. I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I'll do HelloFresh. I'll make that meal. We do HelloFresh like a couple months out of the year. And then we just post-mate or like make spaghetti. <laughs> Penny's gonna have to learn how to start cooking because I'm like I'm over it now. <laughs> now that it's going into grilling season, though, it'll be better. 
Yeah. Because Brian. We'll see. It. We'll see. Although I saw this stupid meme. This is off topic, but I saw this stupid meme. I think I saved it where it was like, husband comes home and says, oh, let me cook for you so you don't have to worry about anything. As long as you just go to the grocery store and pick up all the ingredients and then cut the vegetables and then season this meat and then bring it out to me on the grill and then put it on the platter and then tell me what sides I should make. I'll just do everything for you so you don't have to worry about it. And I'm, I sent it to Brian. I said, this is you. Because <laughs> even when you grill, I still feel like I have to cook. <laughs> mm, that's so frustrating. <laughs> Well, to get back on topic, we, uh, <laughs> this is now with all of that taken into account, and you know, I just covered the top expenses, but I mean, we obviously still have like software and other things that cost to run our business. Our loss was not large; we, it was four percent for the for the month, and we we haven't seen a loss in over. A year. I ha- I didn't check the exact date, but it's been a hot mess. Has. I know December, we were planning to break even. Yeah. And then we had a 20% problem. Yeah. I honestly so, think it was December of 19 might have been our last loss. That that might make that might make sense. So it's been a while. But it's one of those weird things where it's like, when you're investing, are you making the decision? Or are you letting the decision happen for, to you? Because I think I spent a lot. Well, this is just what happens. Right. I just thought I just let things happen to me and didn't take control of the situation. Or historically speaking, didn't have systems in place to like catch things early enough. So things would get really out of hand. And so now I am not waiting until I get my income report back from our bookkeeper to know what's going on in our business. Well, every week. <laughs> we can keep talking for seven hours, but oh, sure. I hope this was helpful. I want to like continue to be transparent with you guys about having a loss and what that means and like how it's okay. And also we're still making decisions around it like a little bit. It's a little bit of both worlds. I feel like oftentimes in this space, there are so many like polarizing ends of how people do business. And I, I honestly feel like we're kind of in the, the safe middle ground. And so if that's you and how you like to run a business, then I think you'll continue to find these helpful. If you have any questions whatsoever about a particular topic that we covered today, do not hesitate to ask us in our Facebook group or over on Instagram at Boss Project. Just send us a DM and we'll definitely get, get you an answer. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.